Welcome back to The Right Angle. Mo is here, G-Man's here, and back by popular demand, which is to say he demanded to come back. <laughs> Flyboy from his... Uh, last time, as I recall, you were somewhere in the Southwest, but now you're somewhere else I am in back, the Southwest. I am back at my home. So, yes, no, I, my babysitting duty was completed. Yep. Is it like a tour of duty, sort of? It was for a while there. It was two weeks on, two weeks off. So between, oh man, but yeah, between um, you know um, my daughter-in-law's mother and then myself, yeah, we would do two week stretches wow. at a time. So it was it was a blast. I mean, th we're gonna go back out uh, July fourth. So this will be my longest longest stretch of seeing my granddaughter. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of changes this time. Yep. Cool. And I understand for folks out there who may be looking for part-time work because they've completed their quote regular work experience you recently started working at your local airport not yet so I, i've actually not yet not yet but i i, I was in uh gosh it's probably a couple of weeks ago um yeah they, they were waiting uh to be awarded a dod contract and and i guess there's a couple of folks that are uh, possibly leaving so we we kind of left it um, that we'd reconvene probably beginning of July because again I'm gone for the July Fourth holiday and and so right. I didn't want to start and then have you know an interruption take place so and then actually uh, the FBI FBO that I fly out of um, uh, I told them that you know I was looking to really kill time and and so there might be an opportunity there so got a couple of pokers in the fire we'll see what pans out. Nice. So is that like being uh, air traffic control or that <laughs> probably I, takes a little more training? I would love that. So, you know, the, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I've wanted to be in the aviation industry. And, you know, by the time, you know, I got my pilot's license, you know, I was, my instructor kept encouraging me because he's like, you know, it's not too late, you know, because at that point, you know, it was like 60, I think was the mandatory cutoff. And I, I got my license just before 40. So, you know, he figured I had a 20 year but, you know, I, I, you know, you always hear about regional airlines and how the pay is horrible to get started. And I, you know, with family and obligations and what have you, I just I couldn't do that. But um, but yeah, the air traffic control thing, I, I actually started thinking about, I want to say probably around 2005. And I was thinking like, man, well, what a great way uh, to be around the environment and, you know, kind of in a in more important way. Well, when I looked into it, I found that I was like a year late in terms of the cutoff from starting uh, training. So, yeah, Father Time has passed me by in a few of those opportunities. Gotcha. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you were passed? The, the training was passed by you. What does that mean? To be an air traffic controller, uh, you have to start your training by a certain age, um, you know, just, to, you know, I mean, school and, you know, what have you. And um, and I had unfortunately uh, passed that require the minimum requirement, if you will, age wise, uh, you know, to be able to to go through the school and, and be an ATC um, controller. So, yeah, age has just kind of been, you know, playing around with me. I mean, it's not just, you know, for pilots. I know they're actually in the process of trying to raise the limit. They changed it to 65 I think it was right around the time, um, you know, when my instructor, that, that whole story, when his dad retired, he was turning 60. I think a year or two after that, they kicked it up to 65. And now I'm hearing because of the pilot shortage that they're expecting, it's it, they're trying to get it approved, I think, to like 67 or 68. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to actually get to 70, but yeah, so they're going to try to add a few more years. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a summer and then probably beyond of more canceled flights. I, I would say that 
what, 20, 25% of flights are either delayed, canceled, or something in between? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's still COVID, you know, kind of playing into that. But I mean, in fact, you know, where I, um, you know, where I rent my planes, I mean, it's a flight school. Um, a lot of the um, the flight instructors are, they're usually there for no more than like a year. And then they're off going to the, uh, to the major, you know, to the big air, well, the regional airlines to start their training. Because uh, right. it seems like they all have that aspiration. So yeah, you don't really get to know an instructor for too long before they're, they're moving on. So um, yeah, hmm. it, it could be interesting the next uh, couple of years. Since you are the uh, special guest, I understand you got uh, something to kick us off with. Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, w- I was giving it some thought last night. And, you know, I know one thing that popped into my actually a couple. So first of all, you know, where I am, I mean, we've, we've been well, at least, you know, near 100, if not over for the last couple of weeks. And there's no end in sight. Um, and it just amazes me <laughs> that I drive through my neighborhood a hundred and you know, hundred degrees, you know, feels like a hundred and eight, and folks are out walking by themselves with a freaking mask on. <laughs> I, I thought we were beyond that, you know, and I mean, walking alone outdoors, a hundred degree heat, you know, sweating like crazy, but yet they still have a mask on. I, I, I just had to stop and scratch my head. Oh my gosh. Yep. And of course, oh. I still see folks driving in cars all by themselves, you know, with their with their masks on. So I, that just I, when I saw that a couple of days ago, I I almost just I, I almost had to stop because I was laughing so hard. And I really want to ask these people what what are they thinking? But you know, no, it's not you know for me or but uh, just it cracked me up. Oh. I, I don't I don't think that virus can uh, be sustained in that kind of weather, can it? I, I don't think it can live in 100-degree weather. Yeah, I think that's what they, I mean, who knows all the lies they've said, but that was one of the things that once it got to be whatever degrees, exactly what you said, so. Yeah, because, I mean, I know they, you know, they say fevers, you know, in the body. It's it's the body's way of burning off whatever you have. But, yeah, so when the ambient temperature is at least 100 and, you know, with the humidity and the heat index of 108, you know, I, I think you're pretty safe. So, I, you're burning. I mean, I'm, burning. I, I go out walking, you know, without a mask on, you know, and the, I mean, I'm one of those crazies that walk in the middle of the day. But I, uh, I so I know how it is without a mask on. I just could not imagine uh, with a mask on. We were at the movies the other night and there were two elderly couples sitting in front of us and they came into the theater, they sat down and then they all put on their masks. <laughs> and then the guy who was sort of sitting in front of me, he would, he had just one of the cheap, whatever disposable ones. And he just pulled it away from his face for like half the movie because he obviously couldn't stand having it on, but he left it around <laughs> his ears. It was like, What's oh, the point, just, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you walk through the pack theater or the, you know, the lobby and, you know, food court yeah. and whatever. And then you get to the theater and, oh, it's time to mask up. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't know. G-Man, are you at, at any point in the pandemic? Did you feel sorry for people that wore masks or did you just feel they were ridiculous or what's sort of the point of view? And has it evolved? Yeah, it has evolved. It bugged the crap out of me when they did that is what it did. I didn't feel sorry for them. It just irritated me to an extremely high point. And, uh, and I just, I, I, when I see somebody like, you know, in a car with a mask on by themselves, I think you poor, tortured soul. 
I am so glad I'm not you <laughs> when you're driving around doing that. I can't, I can't, I, all through the, the uh, Kung flu virus, I, I rarely had a mask on for any reason. And only if I had to go into some place that they wouldn't let me in to, to get something, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd stick it on and then I'd pull it down when I'm in there. And then, I mean, not down all the way, but down past my nose so yeah. I can breathe yeah. when I'm doing that. Uh, I'd say 99.9 million percent of the time, I didn't have a mask on through that whole fake-demic. I don't know if people, we keep talking about it, if, if people will wake up one day and realize that they've been duped or if they'll just go softly into the sunset and just think they did their part to save humanity. I don't know. Flyboy, do you have any sense of that? I don't. And and like G-Man, I was the same way. I rarely wore a mask, even when I was flying. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get to the airport and I mean, the other, other than going through the security checkpoint, because I know they would always make sure you had a mask on, but the minute I got through, it was off. And, and, you know, and it was, it was nice when I saw many other folks doing the same thing. Um, and then on the plane, I would always have a nice big package of pistachio nuts so then i would be you know peeling and eating those one at a time you know so and never once do they say well you know sir you need to you know put once it's in your mouth put your mask on and chew i so that that's and, and my wife was the same way we we always had something between a drink or something to eat that would just keep our mouth occupied where we didn't really have to have to mask up even on a plane and what was the longest flight you did that on do you think Oh goodness! Um, I'd say probably about a you know two hour flight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we didn't do any of our like you know my, the longest flight I was ever on was you know nonstop from Houston to Australia, which was seventeen hours. Imagine a seventeen hour flight, you know, oh. having to wear a mask. No way, no how. Wow, because they don't. I mean, they have like sleepers on those, and people sleep. So, are you supposed to sleep wearing a mask? I guess you would have to. Yeah, I, that's my assumption. I, I mean, yeah, thank goodness because when we when we went, you know, we we were lucky to have those pods, and I just could not imagine trying to, you know, get oh. eight or nine hours of sleep, you know, with a mask on. <laughs> would they come by and knock on your sleeper and say, "Hey, is your mask on?" <laughs> Wake you Put up. Put it on. <laughs> well, I figured, you know, hey, we're well over the Pacific, so they're not going to divert just for me, right? Yeah, you went over the international line of stupidity. <laughs> exactly. We got to wait till we get to Fiji before we can put it down. Right. Oh, exactly. Man. Well, I, I heard a ding. I think we have a special guest with us. Special guest, are you there? Yes, I am. I am indeed. Oh, that voice sounds familiar. All the way from the left coast. Oh, oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello oh, again no. to Igor. Igor. Hello, hello, Flyboy, our first hello, time Igor. meeting. <laughs> at least through this channel. Yeah, at least through this channel. <laughs> as far as everyone knows, it is the first time they've ever <laughs> Yeah, spoken. I think last time, last time we crossed paths, we were running from the feds. <laughs> is the left coast returning to sanity much in terms of... Uh, masks and the pandemic and the kung flu and everything else i think the last thing i saw somebody sent me a few days ago was that the la health czar whatever her name is barbara something would be uh 
monitoring the situation going into the end of June, and if cases get too high, indoor masking might return. And I say nay to that. But I haven't heard anything about it. I just read that from something somebody had sent me. I mean, there's no way they could pull us over on the American public and have people mask up and do all of the mail and ballots in the 2,000 mules again. Would anyone fall for that? I wouldn't. Open question. (laughs) No, I'm never putting one of those on again. How about Flyboy and uh, G-Man? Do you think there's any scenario that they could really pull that off and get people in a panic again? No, absolutely not. No, I agree, That won't happen again. If it does, it'll be the people that were sitting in front of you in the movie theater with their masks on that they put up after they got into their seats and did whatever they were doing. No, I don't believe so. The, the, The flu viruses, according to real science, they mutate every year, which is why everyone goes in stupidly and gets a flu shot every year, and they can still get the flu, by the way, when they get their flu shot. So it's already mutated into something else. And don't say it's monkeypox because that's a different type of disease that we can talk about later. (laughs) But it all mutates and that's it. It's different now. It's not not that anymore. It's not Kung Flu 19. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and this was was actually a – so one of the reasons why I I left my previous organization was – you know, again, we were locked down for you know the last two years. A couple of reasons. First of all, when when um, they started announcing that we would be able to travel again, they required that you were you were going to have the jab. Um, there was no no questions about it. So, and I I just made it very clear then. Well, I can't do my job because I, I have absolutely no intention to do that. But what's interesting is my so my boss's boss. Um, I don't know if I told you on this la- on the last time we were together, but uh, it was I want to say probably late 2020. You know when just all this was going on, you know, it was really getting started. And I I was putting stuff out on LinkedIn. I, I always put the disclaimer that you know any any of my thoughts or beliefs are there for me. They don't represent my company. Blah blah blah. blah. But anyway, so I guess I was posting stuff that they felt wasn't. I mean. I was flat out saying, you know, yeah, you know, you're crazy if you wear a mask. I was agreeing with posters who said the same thing. So they finally got me on a on a Teams call, and they were, you know, basically saying uh, cease and desist. And so I was talking to my boss's boss, and I'm just like, listen, you're a numbers guy, right? You know, absolutely. And I said, so what part of what part do you not understand that you have a better chance of dying from the seasonal flu than COVID? And of course, he's like, well. I don't know if numbers really. And I said, no, I, I said, don't listen to me. Go look at the numbers that are being touted. And, uh, you know, well, you know, you and I can disagree to disagree. But, you know, I, I think it's real. I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's not real. But, you know, I said, do you mask up every flu season? You know, do you run off? And, you know, and he would not answer those questions. And sure. um, exactly. But, you know, and that was one of the topics I was going to talk about because, you know, I, I left of my own accord, obviously, um, you know, in December because, you know, again, I wasn't going to, you know, get the jab in order to do my job. But then, you know, knowing when I left that it could be my retirement, which I had no problem with, but you know, I'm, I'm itching to get back out. So I've actually had opportunities come to me in the last couple of months where, 
you know, through LinkedIn or a recruiter or through word of mouth, you know, I'm getting these calls and, you know, saying, hey, you know, we have an opportunity. And so the first few interviews that are on the phone go great. But then when I'm on a Teams or, um, you know, a, a, a Google join or whatever they use now, you know, the video, I think they notice that I'm not a spring chicken. And, and so I'm, you know, I, and I and I know organizations cannot say anything about because they always yep. say, you know, we can't discriminate against age, religion, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's funny when I then see the position is handed to a, a young female. So I, I know I'm not the, the majority anymore in my industry. It, uh, and, uh, and I knew that going into it. But uh, I, I've learned that I'm definitely living in a in a different environment. I won't say the planet of the apes, you know, landing on Earth, you know, and seeing the Statue of Liberty destroyed. But I certainly feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost on an island by myself now. Wow. And you can visi- you can visibly see it in their eyes. You know, it's funny you do. I mean, you know, and, and you know, it's always, uh, you know, what we want, you know, well, I'm really interested. I like your back because I mean, every organization that I've talked to, I was well connected. I had contacts that I could walk them into and, and bring in business. And, and, you know, and it's always, you know, leaving. Well, you know, we, I want to have you talk to some other folks. You know, this is a great, you know, and then crickets. I got ghosted by two of them. Um, wow. Exactly. And actually one organization was interested in me but it was one of those where you know i was on time for the interview they were about 15 minutes late and i just hung up before they even got on and then of course they were they were trying to track me down and i'm like listen i said as the interviewee had i been 15 minutes late i'm sure you guys would have said that ship has sailed i go i'm the same way i i interview an organization as much as you interview me and and obviously i don't think i'd want to be a part of a culture you know if, if you feel like it's okay to be late wow Bravo. You're my hero. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I just, I, I hate to say I, I don't care, but I, I, I start, I push back a lot more now. I don't feel like I have to appease anybody. You know, when you're in work, you know, and you've got a, a boss who maybe you don't agree with, but you still, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to drink the, the company water and, you know, you're going to do what you, you know, what you're supposed to do, even though you might not agree with some of the tactics. I, I'm just at the pushback mode now of I, I, ain't, I ain't taking it. <laughs> Gee, man, I have to ask, and I probably already know the answer to this, but have you ever had a job interview or have you ever interviewed anyone for a job? No, I have not. I have uh, been self-employed um, for most of my adult life and run my own business my most of my adult life. So I've never had to be interviewed by somebody. And I would do probably exactly the same thing that Flyboy did, uh, you know, for any reason, shape, or form. Even back then, if, if I didn't think it was going well, I'd just say, forget it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be around you. So I'm too valuable to waste my time around you. You piece of human <laughs> debris. And then, uh, then that would be it. Yep. That's why I'm self-employed. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually That's, walked out of company. I mean, I would actually leave appointments. You know, if, if I had an appointment, I mean, I, I've always been very cognizant of time. I mean, I'm being on time is 
always been important to me. And even in my role, uh, there were there were customers that, you know, they were, you know, 15, 20 minutes late. I walked out. I just told the receptionist, you know, wow. tell them my, my time is just as valuable as theirs and, and we'll have to reschedule. And I walked out the door uh, a couple of times, you know, I'd get my call from my manager, but I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I, I respect being on time. I expect, you know, reciprocal. And a few other customers basically said, hey, wow, you know, we, we've never had a vendor do that. And I'm like, I'm sure you haven't, but it's just, I, I viewed my time as valuable. And, and they said they agreed, they apologized. And, and I tell you one thing, it never happened again. That's awesome. Wow. Igor. That is huge. Yeah. Igor, have you had any experiences? It, it does seem like younger people, they don't either appreciate or value keeping an appointment or like, you know, fashionably late is just a thing do you find that true? I, I guess I don't really pay attention to what most people are doing enough. I know that I am very prompt and tend to be obnoxiously early, if anything, um, just because that's <laughs> the nature of the business I'm in. And the old, the, old, the saying goes, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. So... Ooh. It's, uh, yeah, I think just being where you need to be when you need to be there is very important. And whether or not most of my peers agree, I, uh, I couldn't say. I think most people, like I said, in my industry have, have a pretty good idea of, um, being on time. And if, if not, they learn pretty quick. I wonder where the whole being on time is racist just like so many other things. I wonder where that was hatched. Brian, I've got a really racist <laughs> answer for that, but I'm not going to say what it is. Folks who couldn't afford a watch or I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that... I mean, heck, use a sundial, right? <laughs> that joke will be behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I, I'm going to tell you something real quick, and it's not me that said it. All right. But And you can take it out of the podcast if you want to. But I used to do some work with this one particular guy, and we were in a in a dicey, I'll say, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and he left his wheelbarrow, his shovel, his axe, his pick, all that stuff out on the front lawn of this house at night when we left. I said, hey aren't you going to put that in the garage or something? He goes, oh. he goes, he goes, heck no. He says, all that stuff has to do with work. Nobody's going to see that. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Bingo. I'll never forget that. I thought, wow, that's wise wisdom. And it, and was... it wasn't. It was there in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. That's classic. No, that's classic. Oh, well, um, I just heard this today. So, a trivia question, see who can get this answer right. I don't know if I would have gotten this or not. Which two continents account for 95% of plastic waste? India and China. Continents. Uh, continents. Continents. Oh, yeah, continents. definitely Asia and... Asia. Maybe Australia. Asia and... Yeah. Yeah, Asia and Africa, Igor? maybe. Africa, yep. I, Af Asia and Africa. Yeah. Sounds about right. And so knowing that North America is has to be less than 5% because you've still got Europe, South America, and Australia, 
it just goes to show you, while we obviously don't want to increase our pollution, decreasing and going through all these hoops to do so, I mean, it basically does nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in like paper straw central out here. And I mean, it's literally impossible to drink out of those things. It's just such a three straws for one latte, yeah. right? And then, or you know, you see, you see, like I've seen images of like those reusable straws you can buy in plastic packaging, right? And you just it, none of it makes any sense, and it's just circular stupidity. And uh, yeah, I'm. It's, and that's what's funny too is I I think I'm I'm a fairly uh, energy efficient guy. I basically live in the dark if I don't need lights on. I recycle just because that's what I was raised doing, and just don't waste stuff and don't use too much stuff. And I feel like most of the people who uh, preach uh, the global warming plastic waste, paper waste, all that nonsense are more wasteful than I am. So just an example of practice over profession. Yep. I've always been suspect of that sea turtle that had that straw in his nose. (laughs) I'm sure one of those Greenpeace people put that in there on purpose and then photographed it and pulled it out I thought you were, it was done. Yeah. How does a turtle get a straw in his nose unless he's... <laughs> That's where I was like that. thinking that was going, but yeah. Well, yeah. you think about, you think about, you know, make, you know, being able to, you know, earn grants, you know, and, and, you know, you know, get, get donations sent to you because you you have to do something right to show that you're being energy efficient, but yet what you're doing, it, it does nothing. It's like when they came out with the low flow toilets, you have to flush it three times instead of just the one of the old one. And you're using the same amount of water in order to do the job that, you know, but yet, but yet this was the latest and greatest. Oh, yeah. oh. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes I just, Sometimes I'll just go outside and turn on our hose and just let the water run <laughs> just because I can. Because <laughs> I live in the Midwest. Uh, uh, I have heard, have, has, has anyone else heard that? And when you think about it, I think this makes sense. There's the exact same amount of water now that there was a million years ago. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Exactly. It's kind of interesting. Although you look at Lake Mead, though, and you see how low, I mean, I don't know if you've been out to Vegas in a while. It's sad when you fly over Lake Mead and Hoover Dam and you see where the water level once was and, you know, just how much it's it's uh, over the years. But, yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean, in, across the entire earth, um, yeah. you know, you're right. I, I don't think there there's any less water than there was, you know, way back in the day. I think everything on earth is cyclical anyway. In my state, uh, a lot of the lakes in this area were incredibly, incredibly low five years ago. And now they're to the point where they got to put dikes up in some of the cottages in the areas that they have these lakes so that the water won't run over into their, into their cottages. So it goes up, it goes down. We cannot control this planet planet. We can't do it. It'll do itself. Although we do have dominion. 
And, and tell true. me you didn't use the word dyke during June for a specific reason. <laughs> you caught that? Oh, that is so perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good catch. And, it, and I could have taken that one step farther with that little Dutch boy and what he did, but I won't. <laughs> And this, Man, will be, this will be Flyboy's last appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Flyboy and Igor, is is Pride Month like triply obnoxious this year where you are? Or quintiply? <laughs> it just seems like it's just permeating and polluting everything. It's just unbelievable. You know, I, I've always been of live and let live. I, I don't judge anybody, um, but... You know, you don't have to throw it in our face. I mean, I remember when I lived in Boston way back in the day, and I was still fairly young. And um, I remember it was like the first time I'm walking down a sidewalk, and you you know, got a couple guys just making out right there. And I'm like, I don't even do that with my wife. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there's places to do that, so you go, you know that they're trying to send, you know send a message that hey, look at us, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm kind of getting the same feeling that, you know, hey, live your life how you live it, but you don't have to show us in parades and, you know, and, and what have you that, you know, you're you're happy where things are. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty outside of my sphere, at least, like, I'm sure it's going going wild and they're doing crazy stuff. But at least for me, I, I don't necessarily pay attention um, and I kind of kind of went through pretty much most of the month not even remembering that that the LGBT community has claimed this month for whatever reason, even though they can't actually claim it. You missed a few initials you could be oh, yeah, right. of yeah. microaggressions. <laughs> yeah. You racist. That's yeah, that's right. Um I I, it, I owe it, it reparations does seem like... to them. <laughs> what <Yeah>. are those <laughs> but uh it was funny i i was just watching something and uh it was some you know pride float in los angeles and this this guy is on this you know probably hundred thousand dollar million dollar float sponsored by amazon and like a couple other companies and oh. he's screaming about how you know their community is still still oppressed and they can't be themselves and live their lives and it's just the absurdity of that is so i mean it's just like look in a mirror pal are you do you see somebody with a maga hat riding through through LA with a million dollar float beneath them shouting yeah. about no you don't you're you're living life and living it more openly than anybody else's so i thought you were going to say he was so light in the loafers he kept floating <laughs> off of the float i just thought of a great idea for a float for amazon yeah a bunch of tall women that are lesbians <laughs> isn't that the wnba yeah. <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> Woo! That was good. You're going you know straight to that's hell. Good, that's good comedy. What is that's that? good comedy. It's there's, a, there's a joke from The Office. Dwight says, uh, he's like, NBA, WNBA. I like sports and I like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, oh. 
<clears throat> so if they're well, if they're writing scripts in Hollywood, then it can't be can't be wrong for us to be yeah, embellishing. Exactly. That's right. That's right. G man, what's on your hit list tonight? I just have a couple of uh, highway things going on with me. I don't know about you guys on, you know, out on the west part of the U.S. or whatever, but we're in orange barrel season here in the Midwest. And I was uh, going up <clears throat> to a major um, city from my little port that I'm in to get my oil changed on my Ferrari because I have white privilege. <laughs> And um, this was the only place that did Ferraris with an oil change for all of you egg-sucking people out there. And I'm going down the highway, and I, I put on my, my little odometer, I put it on zero, and I paced off 12 miles of orange barrels. Oh, my gosh. That, that were, A, doing nothing along the side of the road, and they were doing nothing at all along the side of the road. And I'm saying to myself, why are those barrels there? Why do they put them there before they're going to be working there? That was 12 miles, and it was every, probably every maybe 30 to 40 feet. Wow. A barrel is put down there all the way down the highway with one lane, with one lane. One lane closed off. Wow. so it wasn't just on the shoulder waiting for no, something. Oh no. my gosh! No, I've said you know, and then and then you know, I I don't know. I went back to go pick up my Ferrari, and uh, same thing, same thing. Nothing there, nothing there. And I I, I want to ask the people in the Highway Commission, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you plugging up traffic for? Is this Pete Judgebutt's uh, type of thing? Because he's the Department of Transportation. What did I say? He plugs up something else. But Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I, I, Again, that's good comedy. Uh, I got to tell you, I have a fantasy. I don't know if, I don't know with a Ferrari, but I would get like a maybe 1980 Dodge truck, and I would get as close to those barrels and have my door open and clip those babies oh. all the way down because there really are not oh, much that. in them, you know. But yeah, I, I have that issue in the too. Bottom. Yeah, I, I have yeah. issues like that too, where it's 20 miles and yet they're working on like maybe a hundred yard section out of that 20 miles at a yeah. time. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that costs us money. I don't know if anybody realizes that or not, but that's taxpayer money with those people laying those barrels out there for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, all that money for infrastructure. Yeah. Spend it on electric cars or something. I don't know. Yeah, orange man bad, but orange barrel, how about it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Uh, I wonder That's does, good. I wonder how many different companies make those orange barrels if it's a total monopoly or if it's like lots and lots of companies do that because that's got to be a cash cow. If, if it is, it's Pelosi's <laughs> husband that's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, why does it take two and a half months to sort out him running over a uh, winery person with his car? Yeah, is that still going on? Yeah, it's a, they're not going to do anything about it till August. Now, if I ran over somebody, I'd be in I'd be in prison, you know, and I'd be there for a long time. Uh, you could identify as something right else, and then they would let you off with a slap on the wrist. 
Yeah, uh, most people, but not me, I'm sure. He could ask to go to the yeah. women's prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'm transing. I'm transing. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah, my I feminine remember. side today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's why I hit the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he a guy? Oh. I don't know. So much. Hey, one other thing. One other yeah. burning thing about me. That's just, I've just been really angry lately about just stupidity. Lately. <laughs> just lately. Stupidity. And here's another one for, for all you guys. It's why why did anyone come up with a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit? I was going down an area with 25 miles an hour, and I think I could stick my foot out my car door and stop my car going <laughs> 25 miles an hour with my foot. Why is it so slow? Well, there's children around here. Well, unless the children are slow. <laughs> You know, they're not going to play in the road. And I can go 35 and stop if he runs out to get his ball, which I'll see before I see the kid. 25. Go drive your car 25 somewhere if you can. <laughs> that just irritates me. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Sorry. All right. I digress. Flyboy, where you are, do people drive notoriously fast on the expressways? Or not really? Oh, goodness. I, I can... So, not only do they drive fast, do they they hug the left lane, whether they're going fast or not. So, I got I to gotta add that caveat. But then they also, they go fast, and then when they see their exit coming up right about 100 yards away, they just oh. shoot all the way across and expect you all, everybody to look out, because I'm coming over, my exit's there, instead of like, oh, dang, I missed it, I'll go up and do a U-turn. It's I have seen very... A couple of almost accidents um, where if it weren't for attentive drivers, you know, which echoes into another story with all the texting and driving nowadays. But, yeah, I, I, it's it's crazy. I, I see stuff. I mean, the one thing that gets me where I live and tell me what the rationale is, is you're going down a road, you know, 50 miles an hour. You're coming to an intersection with a green light, but people tap their brakes. And I don't know if they think that the light goes green to red all of a sudden, but it's like they're in, they're anticipating it turning red. So it's like I'm behind these cars and they just start tapping their brakes, and I'm like, "What? It's a green light!" So it's 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 a very weird world, man. The only thing turning red is you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then of course you you know, you, and then God forbid, you know. I mean, I know they. You know that manufacturers put horns in cars, but I guess you're not supposed to use them because, I mean, I always do the five-second rule. If I'm at a light and it turns green and the person ahead of me doesn't go, I give a nice, just a quick little honk, and nine times out of ten, you're getting the finger thrown at you. You're, you know, someone's looking out like, you know, what are you doing? And it's just like, listen, you know, you're not the only one out here, and, you know, the light's been green for ten seconds now, so. <laughs> so get off your phone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no problem, you know, using your phone, but you know, kind of also pay attention to what's going on. But yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a crazy world. Not that I walk on water, but <laughs> I do every winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Igor, anything uh, in your crawl that you need to get out to the world? Well, Looney Tunes was on the other day and just had a joke that I thought was pretty funny that I thought I would share. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> It was with uh, Sylvester, and uh, I, yeah, I, I don't remember the context specifically, but I think he he shot a shot a gun at a woman or something, and it missed her, and 
she is a very formidable force in the episode and uh i think the the son of sylvester was oh father why would you do that to such a helpless woman and he just says uh she's about as helpless as a porcupine in a nudist colony Oh man, yeah, those, uh, yeah, those those have been on at work recently, and just yeah, it's such oh yeah, such classic, hilarious cartoons, and you know, it, duck season, rabbit season, all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was I was enjoying the episode so much because you know Bugs crawls out of his hole dressed up as a woman and. And uh, Elmer yeah. Fudd's all, you know, befuddled by it. And and then, you know, somebody in the workroom was just like, oh, you know, Bugs was doing drag back in the day and people were getting mad about it. And I'm like, what what part of this reminds you of a drag queen stripping in front of kids? Because it is not the same thing whatsoever. It's just so, Ooh, you heard about so that, ridiculous. Huh? But uh, ep- episode was hilarious nonetheless. Just these people just Man. totally missed the point of the joke. The whole joke is that it's gross and funny that Bugs is dressing up as a woman and kissing Elmer Fudd on the cheek and Elmer's just over here thinking he's getting some action. <laughs> oh man, I get nailed for telling my Monica Lewinsky joining the Republican joke. Yeah. What's that? You didn't hear Monica Lewinsky? She joins the Republican Party because the Democrats left a bad taste in her mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's... Okay, we'll yeah. cut that out. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I, I, I'm going to do a foreign language on that one. I'm going to use abonics. That's a good one. <laughs> You can cut that out. <laughs> oh man, it's when speaking of cartoons, when I uh very, very infrequently surf past like Cartoon Network and it's just so sad to see what passes as cartoons in terms of quality and humor and well, lack thereof. I I don't know who watches like the Cartoon Network and I guess it at night they have Adult Swim or whatever, which is like R rated cartoons and stuff like that as as few people watch cable i just don't understand how so many of those channels are even still in business yeah i i must say i partake in that <laughs> i mean it's i don't, oh, yeah? I don't know you I mean you know they come out you know some like the south parks or um right. you know family guys and whatever it, you know it yeah what the stuff that you know they got away i mean when you know heck when i was growing up like you know, Igor was saying, you know, it was the Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd and, and whatever. But, yeah, it's and it's just it's amazing. I mean, I know it probably started with The Simpsons, I'm guessing, you know, how far back that started and then how, you know, they started off night. And then it's just everybody. I think they everyone starts pushing the envelope just to see how far they can push it. And yeah. you know, nowadays, I think it's almost like anything goes. I mean, and some of them like South Park was clever and even Beavis and Butthead, I think. And um <laughs> At least it just seems like there's a, a fine line between either clever and vulgar or clever and just lazy. And it just seems like a lot of them are just lazy. Like Bob Bob's Burger, the movie. Who would who goes to see Bob's Burger, the movie? 
you can't prove it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just you know those those classic cartoons we were talking about are just you know no more than ten or fifteen minute, just quick. You know, they'll basically do a joke and it'll do a crossfade or something and it'll be in the next joke and the next bit. And they're just quality, yeah. funny, like good, good stuff with a very smart humor, very reliant on the animation. And obviously Mel Blanc doing pretty much every voice in the show. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just a totally different, different ball game these days with cartoons. All right, well, we've come to a segment which, that we had a couple, three weeks ago, called Sound or Unsound Bites. And for Igor and Flyboy, if you didn't listen that week, sound bites, of course, are what get on the news. But un, unsound bites is sort of like stupid people saying stupid stuff. All right, so listen to this bite and tell me if it's a sound bite or an unsound bite. My message is simple. To the companies running gas stations, and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. I think that's a... <laughs> yeah, I'd say sound. <laughs> yeah, it's just a conglomeration of noises coming out of somebody's mouth. I think it's a bite. <laughs> I mean, out of your wallet. How how stupid can you be to think that you could go to Walmart or you go to, well, Kmart's not around anymore, but you go to any company and say, hey, lower your yeah. prices. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, you, you guys, you, you just got to lower them. You lower the prices uh, or else I'll, I'll beat you up just like I did corn pop. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, oh. you know, back back in the twenties when I was a boy, prices were <laughs> prices were were pennies, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I, I just don't know how anybody can watch that. And you know, I, I was just driving behind someone yesterday with a Joe Biden bumper sticker and was shaking my head the whole oh. time. I just, how do you? I don't know what's funnier though, seeing those or seeing like. Elizabeth Warren, twenty twenty, or other, <laughs> yeah. the other of those losers who just totally are. I, I do like Biden's PSA on bicycle safety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes us all feel a lot better about ourselves. I tell you that. <laughs> oh gosh, unbelievable. Well, how about how about Hillary deciding not to run for president in twenty four? You mean today she decided for today? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that that won't last. That won't last. She'll, she'll be running. Well, alleged. We got to win, so she's got to run. Somebody yeah. from her, uh, the Clinton team or Clinton Foundation or whatever, just bit the bullet. Ooh, another one? <laughs> another one. Put the pieces together for yourself, if you will. But, uh, yeah, he, he was found... Apparently, having just committed suicide, but you can, yeah, like I said, piece that together for yourself. No, I had not heard that yet. But as they say, how many, yeah, how many people personally do you know that 
have been killed in mysterious circumstances <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to the Clintons. I'm just glad I'm not their friend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Or close acquaintance, because yeah. those are the ones yeah. that are. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're just they're in so so in awe from you know from knowing the family that they just they have nothing else to live for. <laughs> yeah, uh, that uh, Clinton's reminds me of another great joke uh, by the uh, the great Frank Caliendo uh, impressionist guy, and he was he was doing mm-hmm. a Bill Clinton impression. There's actually like a two-part. I'll just share both of them. He's uh, he's he's at the Bill Clinton Presidential Library or whatever. He's like, uh, and the the uh, the computers, internet have unlimited access. If you know what I'm saying. And then, uh, and then he says, uh, First Lady, sure. Second Lady, why not? Third Lady, keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, gosh. oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's like that's like I don't know if you remember Saturday Night Live way back in the day with Phil Hartman and and I remember there was a great skit with him being Clinton, you know, back as everyone's getting to know him and the Secret Service said, you know, well, you know, we better not let Mrs. Clinton know, and he's like, oh, there'll be a lot of things we're gonna do that Mrs. Clinton will not <laughs> find out about. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you wonder. In a in a perverse way, if she was almost his enabler the whole time, because she knew she had to, or I don't think she was in the dark about hardly any of that no, stuff. Sadly, I think that whole marriage is a sham. Yeah, it's all about power. <clears throat> yeah, I did see that. Uh, speaking of politicians with very little marbles in the marble kit, that the current vice president Carmela. She was, and this is true, she was at some fundraiser, fundraiser and they had sent out letters beforehand that said you could get your picture taken with her for $15,000. <laughs> and literally nobody <laughs> signed up, so they, they cut it down to 5000 And it reminded me... 100 It reminded me of Ruthless People where Bette Mittler says, I've been kidnapped by Kmart. <laughs> Uh, you'd probably, probably you'd be better off if you spent that money at a bunny ranch out in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she might be there. <laughs> then you can have your I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> but she did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> zing. <laughs> Do you, on a, on a, what could be a super serious, although this, I just, I don't know if anyone has come up with this, and it's not even a conspiracy theory, but it just goes to show you how dark the corners of your mind can be when you hear about that. What What's a town in Texas that had the Uvalde. horrific school shooting? Yeah, Uvalde. Uvalde. And the fact that the police guy in charge just sat on his butt and did nothing and basically allowed this to happen, or probably the great majority of it. What if someday you found out that he was like paid off by someone like George Soros to do that. I, as horrible as it sounds, I wouldn't completely discount the possibility. Well, yes, I mean that was just breaking what yesterday or two days ago that they they discovered that he actively told them to stand down and you know back in I think 2017 or something contributed to Beto O'Rourke's whatever he was running for at the time and. 
We obviously know Beto O'Rourke wants nothing more than to get everybody's guns, so put two and two together, and wow, it's it's not that'll never yeah. happen. Reach, yeah, knock on my door and say you want <laughs> yeah. my guns. Well, you saw the Supreme Court shot down uh, the New York ruling, yeah. so that you know, so who knows? But you know, it's it, it's it's you connect the dots whenever. The Democrats go to start pushing this whole gun control. All of a sudden, you're hearing of these mass shootings, you know. So I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever watched the Manchurian Candidate, but I, I, I would not be surprised. I mean, I, I could go down a rabbit hole right now, but um, it's just amazing <laughs> when they really want to start, you know, trying to go after, after uh, you know, firearms again and the Second Amendment that, you know, all of a sudden you have all these mass shootings, you know. So it's just coincidence or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, literally, if that guy would have done his job, this bill that is in the cusp of passing the Senate, whatever it's called, and the, you know, take away your rights bill, that would have never even been seeing the light of day. And now magically, it's all but done. For now. Yeah. They can Can always turn anything around like that. So let's hope. Let's hope. Well, anything else uh, cooking? <laughs> Other than a fried egg on our sidewalks these days? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, have you ever done that, Flyboy? Have not. Have not, okay. Although I should try. It would take a while, but I mean, it would it would cook, wouldn't it? It would fry, even at like 100 and whatever the concrete would be, 120 or... I guess, actually... Asphalt or pavement would be hotter than concrete, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, that gives me an idea. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down to these homeless encampments when it gets really hot out, and I'm going to cook them breakfast on the sidewalk. <laughs> and I'm going to flip them eggs around, and I'm going to say, hey, who's ready? I got one ready. And it's going to be right beside a pile of poop or something like that. And say, here you go. Here's your hash browns with it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Someone was about to say something. And it has to do with something along that same lines. I was watching a, a cat food commercial. Have you, have you ever watched any of those cat food commercials? Because you have to sometimes. Yeah. And what they, what they put in that food, to me, looks like something that I would eat. You know, it's like, oh, we have this barbecued roast beef and these <laughs> sautéed vegetables and this and that for the cat. I'm going, what? It, it sounds like my dinner. So here's here's my would you rather question for both oh, oh. of you guys, all of you. All right. Okay. With that in mind, would you rather eat one can of soft dog food or five cups of dry dog food? Uh. Ooh, one cup of... Wet, five cups of dry. Yeah. Get it over and done with. One cup? One cup, get it over and done with. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think I I might go with Flyboy on that one. Now, remember this, Flyboy. You could take those five cans on an airplane and pick each one out each time to keep your mask off. I don't have to worry about that anymore, though, thank God. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, remember that next time they put the mask thing back on. But I'm also that would be food. also on those you know those dog food commercials where it's always the wet. But notice they're always like serving it on white tablecloth and a couple of candles and you know they, <laughs> it, it makes it look very elegant and delicious. So. The dogs really care about that. 
and you wonder about the relationship between the, the <laughs> yeah. person and the animal, you know, when they do that kind of stuff. Mo, what, do you, what would you do? I would, yeah, I would probably get it over with unless I could like eat it over the course of a week or something. But if you had to eat in one sitting, I would, I would take the wet. Oh, the man, that would be nasty. Did you ever watch Survivor when they used to have those food challenges on? They don't have those on anymore. I don't know if that was a, they ran out of gross food or they got bad feedback or, <laughs> or what? Uh, I never watched that show. That's what you told me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I never right. saw that. Not a, not a minute of it. I, I just, I, I never knew when it was on. Never cared about it. Okay. So, yeah, I would have watched that though to see what they eat. That'd yeah. Be cool. No, yeah. the show to watch to see what they'll eat is Naked and Afraid. Oh, that is. I have wide... That is where. <laughs> is that about marriage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I, is that... I don't know what that is. I do, but. Is that a is that a TV show? Oh yeah, it's uh, what is it AMC or National? I can't remember. Maybe National Geographic, but yeah, they put they put two strangers. I mean, you know, they're supposedly they have you know outdoor skills, but it's a male and a female, stark naked in the middle of like in the middle of Africa or uh, the the Amazon, you know, and they have to survive for twenty one days. Um, they get to choose one tool, so they can bring like a, a hatchet to cut for firewood or. Um, you know, like a, a cup or um, a, a metal container so they can boil water, you know, what have you. But yeah, they have to survive for 21 days um, naked and afraid, but eating whatever they can, you know, and trying to find water that they could drink. It's pretty cool. I, I never thought I would have watched it. And I, it's something that I, I kind of like, wow. I've seen a couple of those. Do most of them make it to the end? In my experience, I would say no. Um, so at least one of the persons might tap out, you know, and it can be what really sends people over the edge are the bug bites after, you know, three or four nights of no sleep and they're covered in bug bites and scratching. A lot of times they'll tap out, but other times it mm. might be an injury, you know, like they, you know, they, they fell, you know, fell down a little hill and, you know, it was rocky and what have you. But it, uh, it's, it's worth a watch. I mean, it sounds, it sounds interesting, but it, it, it yeah, I mean, even my wife, who I thought would never in a million years watch it, she enjoys it too. And it's not like, I mean, it's naked and afraid, but it's not like any sexual anything really, right? No, you know, that's funny. I always wondered, you know, what happens behind closed doors, you know, but the cameras are always on them. And of course they blur out, you know, areas on both the male yeah. and the female, what have you. But um, it, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, even some, it's funny because some of the, you know, some of the nights are freezing cold depending on where they're located. And, you know, and one will want to snuggle just to stay warm, but the other's like, oh, I can't, I'm not comfortable doing that, right? It's like, it, it, it is really interesting, though, how they draw the line. Sounds like my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to subtitle this the Zing episode. Oh, I just, I literally just got this email from a, a website or a conservative news, which I'm sure I got on somehow. And here's this is honest to God truth headline. Mom forces son-in-law to strip, finds out he's a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wife sues. Where are you, Jerry Springer? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's probably going to be the norm. You know, you go and visit someone for the first time, you have to strip to reveal who or what you really are. 
<laughs> okay, you may proceed in. Or, sorry, you're not allowed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, well you wonder if even like nude beaches are a thing anymore. I know a few. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think You don't think so? I think Black's Black's Beach is still down around San Diego as far as I know, and I know there's a place in Maui. <laughs> there is? So I've heard. <laughs> oh, okay. I never saw it. But, uh, yeah. If you find out where it is, let me know. You know, well, you've heard about I'd like those. to go do a naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard about those communities in Florida, haven't you? They're like, you know, the, the 60 and older communities where yeah, it's, a new, yeah. it's like a, just everyone walks around however they want, you know, and it's like they don't care. Right. I'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I can see G-Man at, at a nude beach with a, with a periscope out in the water. <laughs> An eight feet of water with that tube sticking out. <laughs> the tube to look through. Objects in the. This took a turn south really fast. That was only coming up for air. <laughs> said, said Pete, judge a butt. <laughs> do the wrap up on this later on yeah. uh, there will be 10 minutes worth of this one out there yeah. oh, that was quick objects in the periscope are larger than they appear <laughs> he took a one step further that's beautiful <laughs> oh man Oh God! All right. Well, we know the uh, the group to get on when we wanna we want a rollicking good time. All right. Any other pressing matters? Otherwise, we'll leave it all for next time. Nope. That's I'm yeah, good for that's now. About, that's about okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for coming on this evening uh, at relatively late notice. We appreciate it. Your checks will be in the mail as they always are. You know what I mean? And she's not pregnant? You get, you get paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And one last thing, Igor, uh, don't take up all of the dialogue next time. All right. Okay? <laughs> keep, keep it yeah, toned I'll, down. Yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah, don't butt in like you were doing and taking up all the time. Well, when you're in the oh, left coast, man. you have to watch what you say because anybody could be behind you listening, so... Ooh, didn't yeah, think of that's that. right. Just some creep peeking through my window, trying to nail me. Can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not out there. No. I can vouch for that. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Hopefully we'll get a, our biggest audience since our debut. And, hey, next week, everyone, it's our one-year anniversary, so we're going to have some special stuff going on. So make sure you tune in. But thanks for sharing and liking and leaving those big reviews. I think we actually have one or two so far. But come back next week and you will hear more of the same, except better, on the right angle. That was easy.